The following is a presentation of Foosball Radio. It's the 2022 Michigan State Championships at the Hilton Garden Inn in Lansing, Michigan. Foosball Radio is on the scene, and the people and players are talking. Welcome to another edition of Foosball Radio live from the 2022 Michigan State Championship. This has been an amazing weekend. Things are starting to wind down a bit on Sunday evening. Uh, it's It's been a, a, such an extraordinary experience. First time I've been to Michigan State, and this is a is a growing tournament. It's just, and, and everybody enjoyed themselves thoroughly this weekend. So I just wanted to take the opportunity, get a chance to chat with people who have been here this weekend and get their impression. And of course, I have to... Um, uh, welcome back to the microphones of, of Foosball Radio and Foos Talk Live, Eric Balkos. Eric, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been a while now. Uh, your your son, Jacob, and, and your daughter, Maya, are our players. Now, Now, this is something that I think is unprecedented in, in the sport of foosball. You, as a player, uh, you're now ranked what? Uh, I just got... Bumped up to pro in doubles, and I'm an amateur in singles. And when did you actually start to actually compete in foosball? My first tournament was uh, Louisiana State 2020, so November of 2020. So let me just back up for a second. You just said 2020. Yeah. This is 2022. Yeah, so how about does, 22 months ago. How does that happen? How does somebody step up the ranks that quickly? Well, I mean, we played foosball a lot before we went to our first tournament, so... When I went to my first tournament, I was—I wouldn't say tournament ready, but right. I would be a very strong rookie. Yeah. For just being my first tournament. <laughs> now, do you guys play twenty-four-seven at home? Is that what happens? We play a lot. We play probably three, four times a week back home. Okay. Yeah. There is really only other name that comes to my mind when it comes to that kind of uh, pedigree for for foosball would be Terry Rue and his family, Terry and Sullivan and, and Keisha. Um, they're a foosball family. I mean, do you guys know each other? Do you Absolutely, like, yeah. yeah. The yeah. Rues are awesome. We love the, them all. Yeah, so yeah. great. So give me an idea of the culture at home. Um, first of all, uh, Jacob and Maya. Jacob, yep. Jacob is how old? He's 15. 15, and, and what is he currently ranked? Uh, he is a pro in doubles and wow. an expert in singles. And he's only been playing since 2020? <laughs> no, his first tournament was March, uh, Wisconsin State 2021. 21? Yeah. Wow. What's the secret, man? What, what's in the sauce here? What are you doing? Well, with Jacob, he was definitely tournament ready when he went to his first tournament. Was because okay. we just play so much back home and just local DYPs and people's yeah. houses that... He, he was ready. His game was ready. Now, our tradition on Foosball Radio and Foosball Live, uh, with someone like yourself, I, I got to know the story, man. When was the first time you saw a foosball table, and what was it? I grew up uh, with a Deutschermeister. Deutschermeister. Yeah, when I was little. Nice. Yeah. And so, were you even thinking about competing in foosball oh, no, in those days? no, no, no. <laughs> it was just one of our many toys that we had in the house. Right. We didn't really even play it that much. Right. And what is your hometown, by the way? Minneapolis. Minneapolis, Minnesota. Yep. Gotcha. Was there any awareness in those days of, uh, I don't know, tournaments or... No, I wasn't really into foosball when I was... Wow. I started playing more as an adult. Okay. Uh, There was a bar that I went to called Mortimer's in Minneapolis, Mm -hmm. and they had a foosball table, and that's when I started playing a lot was at the bar. 
Was there a good crowd? Of, of yeah, decent, there, decent there would be a good crowd. And then we started having DYPs there once a week. Oh, nice. So that was my spot, was the okay. local DYP. <laughs> but even then, were you even thinking, conceiving of being... No, you know, I never, you know, I didn't follow foosball. I didn't know any foosball players. Just the local wow. guys that I would play with, you know, in Minneapolis. So if we get back to 2020, when you hit your first tournament, what... what forced you over the line or, or brought you out? It was uh, COVID. COVID. Yeah. So right. I had a job change and uh, my schedule gave me more flexibility to play foosball. And if you don't mind me asking, what do you do for a living? Uh, well, right. I was working at a roofing, siding and roofing company. Okay. So I was in sales there. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, to take that leap and to step into the, the, the tournament world and to be just almost instantly a pro. I mean, that's extraordinary. Okay, we still haven't gotten to the meat of this. How does that happen? What what kind of practice routine? I mean... You know, we don't really even practice that much. I mean, we have a table at home. Okay. Uh, Jacob's first tournament, Wisconsin State, we brought one home from there. We had a home model is what we started on. Right. A Cyclone 2. Cy- oh, yeah. Then, uh, I know, yeah, I'm familiar. Yeah, yeah, with the Cyclone, yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's different, you know. It's sure. not the same. So yeah, with a- the amount of football we were playing, we had to have a T3000. So we brought one home from Wisconsin State. Oh, nice. After his first tournament. And so... So Jacob and Maya, now now Maya, of course, is your daughter. She's also playing foosball. Yes, she's been very successful on the tour as well. And so she's now um, competing, obviously, in, in juniors and, mm-hmm. and uh, women's events? Yeah, she actually got third in women's, open women's doubles to th- this weekend. This weekend, here yeah. in Michigan? Yes. That's extraordinary. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, okay. Now, um, fast forward to... I don't know, the end of high school for the, your two, two uh, children. Do you think they'll still be doing this? And I think so. I mean, I can see that they're enjoying themselves. So as yeah. long as they're having fun, I think they'll keep playing. Right. So give me an idea when it comes to Michigan State. I know you've been to a few tournaments now. How does this compare for you? Oh, what? I love it. Yeah. Michael Stahl knows how to throw a tournament. Yes, he does. This is a beautiful place. Yeah. Having a great time. Yeah. Now, um... For you, I mean, Minneapolis is how far away? Is it? It was an eleven-hour drive. For Eleven us. hours. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's that's dedicated. <laughs> it took me almost that long to fly. Um, I won't get into it, but delays after delays after delays, and you know, right. sometimes it happens that way, even when you fly, right? Right. But anyway, when it comes to this this sport of foosball. What do you think? Because obviously your your children are and you are now addicted to the sport, and you're successful. How do we get more people like you to do this? I think it's just getting new players to play. You know, okay. Like at, at our local DYP, we're always trying to get new players there. You know, so what is so, it like there for you in Minneapolis? We're, we have a, maybe like probably average like. 16 to 20 people on our weekly DYP and then we'll yep. have a BYP a bring once a month and we'll get oh, more nice. players yeah. at that. Okay. So we have a pretty good base. Is there a, a I know like in Buffalo uh, Matt McCrory he does mm-hmm. uh, tournaments there. They have a beginner's night. Oh that's nice. So have you guys thought about doing something like that? We, ha- we have in the past but okay. we haven't recently. We, yeah. We, yeah we had we had a beginner thing going like every week at Mortimer's but uh, that died out. Gotcha. You know, it's, you know what it is? It's also not just getting the players out to play, but also having a dedicated pro or two who wants to show up right. every week yes. and show people how to play. Yeah, and it seems like most cities have people like that. Everybody yeah. wants everybody to learn. and Right. Just to, just to grow the sport. Um, 
Now, outside uh, of, of Minneapolis, obviously, everybody's going through this. I mean, in upstate New York, where I'm from, we have the 518 Foosball Club. It's been around for probably 25, 30 years, but it's, it's gone to such an extent now, we might get eight to ten players a week oh. on, a, on a Friday night. Okay. You know, it's, uh, tough. it's a little depressing. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're, we're dedicated, and we, we try to get people interested, but... I mean, we've produced a couple of good players. Sammy Dijon, of course, yeah. as you know. But, I mean, it's, it's hard. It's a difficult thing to figure out. It is. One of the things that we've been discussing on Foos Talk Live this weekend and also on Foosball Radio is this idea that we need some kind of national club system. Right. Have you, have you ever thought about what that would be like? Well, John O'Brien was doing a great job. And, yes. And uh, he, it was a big loss to us all. Yeah, no question. Someone has to fill those shoes. Right, right. You know? That's what we need to find somebody to take over the reins and keep here's this another, team going. Yeah. Now, here's another question. When it comes to Jacob and Maya, when they're at home with their friends who come over and, and probably see a foosball table for the first time. What do their friends think? Is there uh... They think it's pretty cool that okay. Jacob and Meyer are into it. But, uh, you know, they'll kick around the ball a little bit, but none of them really want to get into it. I got gotcha. you. Because you know. they don't, they don't want to get beat. <laughs> <laughs> now, are, are your children naturally uh, competitive? Yes. I think that's probably one of the main things that make us so successful yeah. is, yeah, we are very competitive people. <laughs> Can I ask you, uh, what, what, do you have any kind of um, specific drills or things that you do when you're practicing together? You know, it's just, it's just uh, he has, they have so many mentors, not just me teaching them the game. Okay. You know, all my friends back home just kind of adopted my children and want them wow. to learn as much as they know. That so is so cool. It's like a team effort. It's yeah. like the whole city of Minneapolis is helping our games. Now they're saying something. Now I understand. Now I'm starting to get it. This is why they've excel accelerated so quickly. Yeah. And how about yourself? What What do you do to, to, uh, to do this? And, and I just go out and play as much as I can. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I love to play. Are so. you a, a snake shooter, pull shooter? I actually shoot a pull kick if I'm playing forward. A pull kick? Yeah. For, wow. If I'm playing forward. That's seriously old school. Yeah. Pull kicks. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously successful with it. I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. No, it's, um, I know styles have changed over the years, and of course everybody goes to a rollover, but me personally, I've always been a pole shooter since the 70s, and sure. I'm never going to, you know. Yeah, I've kind of resigned to the goalie position. Oh, nice. Yeah, okay. now that, uh, you know, that's pretty much my favorite thing to do is, is play it? goalie for Jacob. <laughs> yeah. yeah. By the way, or I understand Maya. you guys played against each other this weekend. Oh, yeah. You and Jacob? It was the big pro double king seat match. Me and Teddy Krueger versus Jacob and Mike Brazil. You're with Teddy Krueger. Yes. And and uh, <laughs> Jacob was playing with who again? My friend from Minneapolis, Mike Brazil. Oh, Mike Brazil. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Know who that is. Wow. So they got us. They got, uh, king, they got the king seat. So what was it close? No, they got us pretty good. No kidding. Yeah. And was Jacob playing up front the whole time? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That's, how does that feel as a dad, right? Well, you know, if you're going to lose some, to someone, he's, that's the best person to lose to, my son. Did you have any... Uh, uh, this is a silly question, but the, the match where Terry Rue and Sullivan were playing against each other in the open doubles, 
Uh, I believe it was Mississippi. Was it Mississippi State? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. That was did you great, see that? I did. I watched the not live, but I saw the video. As a dad, how does that make you feel? Oh, it's it's awesome. What do you I've do? I've had though? so many. I've had so many moments with Jacob that have been just priceless but, already. But I mean, you know, because Terry, obviously, I mean, the guy's a top pro, and he, here's his daughter, who's also become a top pro. And yet he couldn't let up. He had to play his best. Right, right. And one, yeah. you know, what was it, by a, a point? Yeah, Something like that? that was a match. <sighs> Not a dry eye in the house. Oh, man. Right? Uh-huh. That's extraordinary. But this is what this is all about. You know, it's, it's family units coming together, competing against each other, but at the same time, you know, loving the sport. So what's the ride home going to be like for you guys? <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see what happens here at the end of the week. Right? Right? <laughs> right? Might be a good ride home. Might not be. Maybe no. you'll end up in the finals. and Maybe not. We'll see. Wow. Oh, I had a funny moment. Uh, Jacob and uh, Deb Flipson and Mixed were playing against Maya and Jake Barnett. Really? So that was a tough match for me to watch. I didn't know. I couldn't root for either team. <laughs> right. Exactly. You can't pick favorites here, you know? Yeah. Well... Now, okay, um, what about your spouse? Uh, divorce. So divorce, no gotcha. Spouse. Okay, gotcha. I was just going to say, well, that, I suppose that would make sense. <laughs> Although, in, in deference, I have to say, my wife has always been very kind to me, even though she has no interest whatsoever in foosball. She actually bought me a used table oh, many nice. years ago, which we still... It never made it to the house, though. It's oh. still in the garage. <laughs> <laughs> I play on it, but it's only in the warm weather. Um, but anyway, no, I, I know that uh, that kind of thing in a household, of course, is difficult if not, a, not everybody's down for it, you right. know? So I have to say, Eric, this is, uh, this is extraordinary. I'm so glad we had a chance to, to sit and chat about this. Yeah. Um, where do you see yourself as a, as a player in, let's say, five years? Well, hopefully me and Jacob will be uh, competing at, uh, you know, open doubles together. How about... Uh, World Cup. Do you think you'd like to go to World Cup? Actually, yeah. Me and the kids have uh, qualified for 2024. You have? So we're planning on going. Oh, that's that's terrific. Yeah, they actually qualified for 2022, but we didn't go. Right. A lot of people had to beg beg off, I know, for 2022. kind of bummed out about that but now by 2024 um will will jacob still be eligible to play in junior yeah yeah okay of course maya will yeah that's exciting now bringing home he's about to play uh finals of expert singles just right in front of the the broadcast booth right here yeah cool well we'll have to take some time to watch that yes but Eric, um, gotta say, man, it's it's a pleasure to finally get a chance to meet you in person. Yes, good to you meet know? you, Tom. We had a chance to talk before on Foods Talk Live. I, it's an open door policy, and we hope you come back real soon to talk to us on the air uh, with Jim and, and Adam. And uh, and again, see, I know that Jim and Adam are going to be. Uh, I know at least Jim is going to be at Colorado. We'll be there. So you know, make sure that you uh, pop in, and maybe you know we can get you on the air. Sounds that, good. That weekend. Eric, thank you so much for stopping in. You're welcome. Thanks, Tom. Foosball Radio with Eric Balcos. And the talking continues with Foosball Radio live from the 2022 Michigan State Championship.